How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Good, good. to be back. Absolutely. It's good to have you back. I said we'd get you back in. Um, let's go through real quick um, what's happened since the last podcast. We talked about your fight, number one, um, for the, before the last po- on the last podcast. So what happened there? Yeah, we brung that home. Second round stoppage. That was nice. Good All to good. get the win, always. And um, But more importantly, we raised a lot of money for charity, about £400 on the night for charity, Fantastic. which was good. And, and that's, that's Mind you're doing for Mind, for. yeah. Right, cool. for Mind. So that was good. And, uh, and that took us nicely into Christmas. So, Good stuff. Yeah. And since then, you've been involved in a bit more of a wacky challenge. Yeah, it's safe to say. I, um, I sent myself a challenge. So the Kilimanjaro trick that we're doing is 10 days yep. overall. So I thought, well, I could do 10 hours on a stepper and, um, and raise some money for a charity. So a revolving step machine. Um, and I, I did 10 hours on there. And the kind of idea behind it was how many floors would I be able to climb in, in 10 hours? Right. So I set myself a target. I thought, I knew it was going to be hard, but I must admit, on the day, it was that <laughs> you kind of take a deep breath at points and you go, why did I say I'm going to do this? Yep. And, um, <laughs> was that point about half past ten when I walked in the door? <laughs> yeah. And you went, you look a bit pale, mate. Look, I, went, I think I probably said, you look like you're going to die today. <laughs> you were yeah. in real trouble yeah. at half past ten. And you've been on there since eight o'clock, right? Yeah, so eight so o'clock in the morning. Danny was looking super, super pale. Like, grey wouldn't be an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Um, with big black circles on your eyes. <laughs> so you, do, you weren't looking in a good no. spot. Um, what was that? What happened there? Why was that just, so difficult? I don't know. I mean, I think you look at it and you go, how often do you exercise for more than two and a half hours anyway? Yeah. So all of a sudden, I mean, I'm two and a half hours in and it's only half past ten in the morning. <laughs> so I'd eaten well the day before, but not eaten loads that morning. So I'd had a bit of breakfast, but not loads because you also don't know how you're going to exercise for ten hours on a massive full so I didn't yeah, really yeah. eat loads. So I was trying to just drip feed it in. So I was eating on the go, like I had a smoothie on the go, yeah. trying to just consistently take in calories but clearly I was burning more than I, I was bringing in what did you burn in the end 9,000 calories in 10 hours in 10 hours that's yeah. outrageous yeah so you were never going to replace that on there anyway no so it's just a damage limitation <laughs> yeah probably plenty of sugar quick, yeah. quick release stuff yeah so wow. that was kind of how we planned but um, it was the first I must admit the first two and a half hours was rough but it was the next two hours I think it was between about hour three and a half to hour five with the worst right because it was my head was pounding yeah and I was like all I really wanted to do was be sick and obviously I'm trying to engage with people because I wanted people <laughs> to come and donate and get involved so yeah. I'm chatting but in my head all I'm thinking is just don't be sick just don't be sick <laughs> Throwing up on people doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't lead sell. to donations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is it. So I'm trying to be engaging, but all in my head I'm thinking, I just, I don't know, if I can do 10 hours with my head like that would have been very, yeah. very tough. What so, do you think that was? Is that just, was it like a fluid? I think so, potentially, but I thought I was doing, I thought I was, I was drinking consistently. Yeah. I had a Lucozade that actually made me feel really ill, and I don't know whether it was because it was just sugar like almost overload i'm not yeah. used to that much sugar in a short space of time either so i wonder whether it was that but yeah anyway i got off at five hours so i went five hours straight just hard and then i literally jumped off and actually i was sick yeah and it made me feel so much better really so much better and um from there it was okay like yeah. my legs hurt yes my hamstrings my glutes my lower back my hands lost their feeling yeah lost feeling in my fingertips actually it was it was okay because you can deal with muscle soreness like yeah. that's just a mindset thing and everyone when i first said about doing the challenge everyone was like the the, the most common response was that's crazy i can't do 10 minutes yeah. and that's genuinely the most common says you're crazy and i was like that but i thought it will all be in my head like it's fine it's a mindset thing and, and it did become that but genuinely my legs were killing me by about six <laughs> hours so i my set my set my target of 3,000 meters, I was hoping to average 300, no, 3,000 floors, I was yeah. hoping to average 300, but my legs just fell off completely. I was averaging it over a step a second, yeah. but for 10 hours, that's a long time. So, um, but I was happy in the end. We raised over 1,400 pounds, and wow. yeah, on the day. On the day. Wow. It's massive. Yeah. And um, the biggest thing was, and like I said, it, I said it when I finished, and I saw, I'll say it again, I suffered for 10 hours, but people suffer with mental illness every single day. Yeah. I'm all right now. Yeah, I had you a, can I, stop. Yeah, I had a massage, and I got up the next day, and I was okay. I ate well. I was hungry. Mm. <laughs> I ate I well. <laughs> I ate well for a couple of days, and now that's all done. 
we've got 1500 quid nearly now yeah. that is going to help people get the support they need so i think for me it's about i do something silly and crazy that's it's a bad idea at the time but actually i get over it <laughs> yeah. and then but it benefits people and it creates awareness and, and more people go and do that sort yeah. of thing so so on that um Shout out the charity again. So it's Mind. It's and mind. how do I? How do people? So it's um, Trek Four, as in and at the number four yeah. Mind.co.uk. Okay. So you can go on there and donate. That page is live. There'll be a lot of coverage on Facebook, our Trek for Mind Facebook page, as we build up into the event. And obviously, we leave on the. I think we leave on the twenty seventh of February, but we start the trek on March the first. Right. So probably when this is out you'll be climbing. Yeah. Because it's yeah. typically that sort of a turnaround because yeah. of the backlog of people's yes. podcasts we've recorded. So this is um, this is recorded on the 18th of Jan. Usually it's about six weeks. So okay. you'll probably be climbing. Yeah, it's about so six weeks. So hopefully that would be current enough for people to go, right, let me go and donate to that. Yeah, so that's exciting. And uh, and again, it's it's for us now, right now, is it's about the preparation and, and going and climbing this mountain. So we go through all four seasons as yeah. we climb. And... Um, my biggest fear is not the fitness, it's the altitude. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never been that high, so I've no yeah. idea how I'll deal with it. So um, that's going to be interesting. I think that's, you know, you have an appreh- apprehensive, and that's my apprehensive is yeah. how will I deal with that? Now, is, there, is it fair to say that it's not always about fitness? That yeah. altitude is just how it affects you. Literally, one person could do could be an ultra marathon runner, the fittest on earth, but could just not deal well with altitude. Yeah. And someone who's never done anything for before could be absolutely fine. Yeah. And so now, just don't know. the 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 more I speak to people, they say that the, the fitter you are, the harder it is. Right. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I've, I don't know the kind of science behind it, but yeah, that's what they say. So. So on that, you're not. I'm training just going to chill out <laughs> for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's amazing though. Like uh, massive, massive round of applause for you in the you. Um, podcasting round of applause realm. Um, yeah. <laughs> good, amazing. Um, so let's get into the Q and A's. So um, these have come for a range of different people. Um, Sabrina's been on. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, Elliot been Elliot's on. We've had a few people asking, and um, other ones that haven't left names of just all that sort of stuff. Just. Um, commented and we've sort of added on to stories and whatever so um, first one um, is a bit of a banger best exercise for fat burn and the duration what, what what would you say what a question yeah is there a best exercise is there one exercise that you could just do <coughs> and that's gonna burn fat that one exercise honestly I I think it has to be the overall the overriding factor is consistency right yep you cannot just do go and do one exercise and that's it burn fat amazing and and, and that one time i think it has to be a consistent effort i think it has to be you know you have to go through a process there's so many overriding factors yeah to that like to, to lose weight or to lose body fat in general it's um now obviously there's systems in place that we follow when we go through for me all burning going through full body workouts is, is somewhere to start but it also depends on where you're at yeah, yeah, yeah you know if you've been doing full body workouts for the last <coughs> two years yeah <coughs> excuse me then you're going to end up being fairly good at that anyway and used to yeah. doing it so you're probably going to reach some sort of plateau yeah a lot of it's intensity so <coughs> regardless of whether you're going to be doing a marathon which will inevitably burn some fat yeah you, it, it, that's you're elevating your metabolic rate for that period of time so clearly you're going to burn some fat but the whole point of any exercise for the body not for what we want it to achieve yeah. is to become more efficient at that exercise yeah so once if i said to you right the best exercise is um swimming once you get better at swimming you're going to burn less calories doing yeah. it which means you're going to create less deficit and yeah. you're going to burn less fat yeah so which is where i think a lot of people fall down a little bit in that they know that they need to do something consistently but the problem is is that ends up being what they they like or enjoy or they know that they can do yeah i'm going to pick on spin a little bit here yeah is you can you end up becoming almost spin fit yes where you'll go and do your three or four classes a week believing that that's going to create what you want to achieve which is that i need to lose a bit of weight i'll go and do a bit of cardio mm-hmm. problem is if you're doing that consistently week in week out and you're not measuring whether you're progressing or not you just jump on the bike you do your thing mm-hmm. and then you go and and that's great that is great you're doing something you're being active you're going to stay healthy but if you're specifically looking to burn fat and 
that's all you'll do in, the body's going to adapt well and it's yep. going to be more efficient and it's going to get harder and harder to see any progress yeah, with that. Yeah. So we want a bit of variety. Yeah, for sure. I would say hard and fast rules. You want to be using big muscle groups for sure. short rest yeah. periods yeah. so you don't get a chance to fully recover. Yeah. So like strength typical pure strength exercises like two or three rep maxes and then a long break probably isn't going to do it no. as well it will do it will help you but it's mainly yeah. contracting those big muscles for a yeah. short period of time so you become efficient at that but not necessarily at burning any excess calories as such yeah so i would say you need to have a bit more of a moderate approach to it so sure. moderate reps moderate rest periods yeah. moderate weights to make sure you don't have to rest too long mm. um and you said at the beginning consistency yeah so that's that's key but i think resistance training has got to be involved in it as well 100 percent. i believe that a mix of both um has been my the most successful for me i think <coughs> i personally like even even in myself i know that I, if, I, if I take the intensity up, whether that be sprints, whether that be um, more aerobic, longer-based exercise. So when we come back to that question about the duration, how long? Now, I think it's, again, it's dependent, but we're not going to be doing sprints for an hour. No. We can do steady state for that period of time, yeah. and that's going to have, uh, have its benefit on all, you know, my endurance to last throughout a session yeah. if I go into the next session my endurance is going to be better to go and attack that session but also I think with the sprints is if you're working at an intensity where you're you're really looking towards that max potential I don't think getting wound up by setting yourself right I'm going to do five sets and that's it yeah I think you limit yourself a little bit I think yeah. I think we need to start Potentially, we have the rule. We have the the guidelines, and we have. I'm, I'm going to do about I don't know five or six. But if I get six, and I feel like I've got one more in there, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Rather than kind of limit. Well, I said five, so I'm just going to do five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also going in there without a plan and getting three, and it's hard. That's also dangerous because yeah. oh, actually it's quite hard. So I probably won't do any more. So I think you've got to have that. I'm going to get at least five. But if I can get one more, mm. then I'm going to get one more. That makes sense. I think there's, 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 there's plenty of things to look at on this. But I think, I suppose, like you said, if you're, doing, if you're going in and doing steady state for an hour, that's great. Um, but if you stay there for too long doing that over weeks after week after week, yeah. then you're probably not going to get as far yeah. as someone who's just starting steady state. And it's a shock to the system. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think it's important to vary things up. Mm. Um, but that's good. But really, we're looking at making sure there's a calorie surplus, a calorie deficit yes, when it comes sure. to um, the exercises that you're doing. So, again, short rest periods where you haven't had quite enough recovery is usually quite good, providing the exercises aren't you know, whatever overhead squats that are going to hurt yeah. you if you're tired doing them. So yeah. you've got to be a bit careful. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that one, that one covers. Yeah. Duration is just, it's relatively irrelevant yeah. when it comes to that, especially as you said, you're talking about like sprints and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. The shorter the time period, the higher the intensity you can theoretically go if you're healthy enough to do it. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, you need to get a bit of a balance between yeah. those. Um, sure. I think you can have the best exercise in the world. If you're trying to lose body fat and you're in a calorie surplus, you're overeating what yes. you need to be at. Doesn't matter what exercise Makes it is. Difference. So you have to you have to understand those principles there before you start focusing on what's the best for me to do. Yeah. Just be consistent, be active, and be mindful of what you're eating. Cool. Good stuff. So um, next one we've written this down. Uh, next one for us was being successful in business. So. As far as running your own business, I guess, what, what do you think are the key factors to success? Uh, probably, at the, if I had a list, I think the top one would be work hard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't think you're going to get very far unless you do. No. And I think you have to love what you do. And I genuinely can say that I cannot remember the last time I went to work and got home and was like, oh, thank God that's over. Yeah. Or didn't enjoy that today. And I hear that all the time. You hear that all the time. You're in around people that... Oh, I can't. I can't wait to the weekend or anything like that. I'm, I'm so. I believe that I'm lucky yeah. that I'm in something that I genuinely enjoy doing every single day, and that keeps me driving. Because if I don't, if I'm not successful in this business, I therefore have bills to pay. I therefore can't be in this business anymore. Yeah. And if it's something that I love doing, well, I'm going to do that for as long as I possibly can. Yeah. So for me, that's always been the driving factor. It has been since I started helping people was is is what i do so therefore if i can help people and i'm successful in helping people i'll be successful in business because people you know i think we often look for you know 
that quick fix. There is no quick fix, but if you can be guided along yeah, that yeah, path, yeah. then great. And if I can help people do that, then great. So my my big emphasis for myself is is taking responsibility of of all my clients and making sure that they are successful. Yeah. And in in turn, that keeps me busy and that keeps me successful as well. On the on the on the flip side, it's a great advert for you, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, and I think. For me, I think referrals and people telling people about you is the the best. I mean, if you can get business that way, if someone's gone and told someone about you, yeah. it's a great feeling because you know that what you're doing hasn't is having a positive impact on their lives. So, okay. I think that's important. I think having a a good process. You know, it, it's not you know in the personal training world, it isn't just turning up and delivering sessions. Mm-hmm. That's the face of it. But I can guarantee I do just as much work behind that, behind the scenes of delivering the sessions as I do, you know, doing them. Yeah. So with planning, making sure that people are progressing, making sure that, you know, lead generation is important. We need to make sure that as we take a client through their journey and they go on and they achieve what they want to achieve, um, now some will stay and refocus different goals and they will they'll go on a different journey. Some will some enjoy staying for maintenance and making sure that they yeah. stay on track, accountable, you're accountable to someone. That's really important. It's so easy when you, you've been accountable to someone, all of a sudden you left it on your, your own devices and it's kind of like Oh, what do I do now? Or yeah, if yeah. I'm not checking in with someone, yeah. no one's not keeping an eye on me. So that's <laughs> yeah. good. And then, um, but making sure that, you know, also how, where, where are the next clients going to come from mm-hmm. or, or what's next? You know, I don't, I don't like to sit on what I have. What you're currently doing. Yeah. Like what, I'm always looking for what's next. So yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have a vision. I agree with that. I think for, for me, it's, it's like, as long, what, you have to identify what sets you apart. Yeah. Right. What's what makes me better than the next? Yeah. Fill in the blank. Whatever it is your business is. Mm. If you're a baker, yeah. What makes me better than the next bakery? What do I offer? Yeah. And I don't think it can always be price. I think. No. You know, like my personal training sessions and my courses. I'm sure if you look at a balance across the industry, will be different prices. Yeah. You know, based on will be they might be higher than some. They might be yeah. whatever. But I have to look at it and go, okay, what's my demographic? What's my region? What's my geography? Mm. And then price myself accordingly for where I believe I am in the industry. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I think you have to look at that and go, what are my differentiating factors? And we get it all the time. Well, if I'm £40 a session mm. and someone comes in at 35 well, all the clients are going to go to them. Not necessarily. Yeah. It's, it's, was the, is, is it £40 worth of value? Yeah. Or, and this person might be at £35 worth of like reaching. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's not really working. Yeah. So that's important. I think you have to know where your USPs are and yeah. what, you, what makes you special. For sure. Um, and I think you have to then, once you've set out that, you've just kind of laid that out, you need to then go and deliver what you what you're saying you can deliver. Yeah. Um, so if you're telling someone as a trainer, yeah, we can achieve four stone of fat loss in this year yes. and you don't achieve anywhere yeah. near that, yeah. then okay, maybe we're, you're, you're yeah. not really setting out your standards well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe the client doesn't, it might not be the fact that it was unrealistic. Maybe the client hasn't achieved the, at their end of the bargain. Mm. But what can you do to make them successful in yeah. achieving their end of the bargain? Yeah. Have you set them out too strict of rules? Yes. Are they unlikely to achieve that? Yeah. So those are really important aspects. And then making sure that you're visible is massive like there's so many you know facebook pages or you know instagram feeds of quote unquote experts that you've never met in this industry yeah so you know you you need to be visible you could be the best trainer on the planet yeah if no one knows who you are yeah it's hard to run a business that yes way. yeah yeah so i'm not saying you have to be constantly on instagram or yeah you know whatever yeah. you don't have to yeah. be always flexing and all that kind yeah. of stuff but you need to make sure that people can find you. Yeah, even if it's in your setting. Yeah. Whether it is, whether you're in a in a gym, if you're in a gym working in a gym, mm. everyone needs to know who you are, mm-hmm. what you do, what your speciality is, and and if they want help, yeah, that you're approachable and they can come and find you. Same as if you're in a self-employed setting, it becomes a little bit harder then because you've got to go and find it yourself. Which yeah. is making sure that you're always open and available to help people I think has got to be first and foremost yeah. you've got to not forget why you got into the industry because otherwise it can be detrimental but like I say I think knowing your worth as a trainer it's is, is super, so important super important the other thing as well is you mentioned it is behind the scenes work yeah you know it, how many trainers are there potentially that 
are amazing in front of people and they don't keep up with admin, don't keep up yeah. with invoices, don't keep yeah. up with any of the things they need to keep up with. Yeah. And that can be a massive, massive problem. Yes. Because it means that you're not really running your business. You're running a customer-facing service, but you're yeah. not really doing business. No. And that's important. Yeah, I agree. So another area to think I about. I think something I've, I've picked up from, and I, I listen <coughs> and I watch a lot of videos and, and read about, um, you know, what successful people, what are their driving factors, what are their habits. Mm -hmm. And um, something that comes up time and time again is a DMO. Mm -hmm. So like a daily method of operation. Yeah. And um, it's something that I started implementing and, and I try and make sure. And I think for me, where it, I, my time is the most precious thing because every hour, you know, we, we are a, a time for money industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have, you have my hour, you know, I charge you for my services, yeah. etc. So when you start getting busy and you start pushing towards that where you are, you know, pretty much at capacity, you're trying to make sure that you're still growing and you're still going in the right direction, you're still developing, but also your clients are in the right place. And then also making sure that you've got time to live and, and you know, that's, yeah. that's important too. Yeah. So um, I think trying to make sure that I'm as efficient with my time as possible is, is one of the biggest factors. And, and that will be, I personally think that that isn't just help you successful in business, that, that across the board helps you, yeah. whether that be with your training. So making sure that if you, you know for the next seven days generally what you've got going on. Like, I'll look at my diary on a Sunday and I'll go, right, this is what I've got going on. I know I'm going to have two hours on Tuesday afternoon, one hour on Wednesday. This is what I'm going to get done then. Mm -hmm. And I do the same for my training because otherwise what will happen is I'll get so busy, my training will get swept to the side and then it'll, seven days will go past and I haven't achieved anything. Yeah. Now, I can't, I can't stand there and say, well, to my clients, well, we all get busy, but we've got to try and make time, yeah. but then not do that not myself. And you're yeah. at the gym yeah, all the time. Exactly. What's yeah. your excuse? <laughs> so I think that's really important. So having a kind of, right, I'm going to get up, I'm going to check my emails. If I've got anything to sort there, no, I'm good. Right, on to the next. So my plan for today. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm planned for today. Okay, so what have I got to do, you know, is there anyone I need to chase up or is there anyone I need to check in with and see how they're getting on? Those things have got to be the things that you're doing consistently. Yeah. And I think once you get that ingrained, I think you do it without even thinking about it. Yeah. But you've got to create that. So You need that downtime as well, though. Like yeah. That's the hard thing. I think when you're excited about business and you're into it and you're maybe just starting up and it's work, work, work all the time. Mm. But sometimes if you step back and it's, you know, you step back, you've got a better perspective. You can yeah. see more things clearly. And if you're sitting there constantly just banging away at work, 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 it's really yeah. hard to gain any kind of mental yeah. clarity on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big fan of like, write out a list of things that you need to achieve today. Right. I do it on my reminders and my phone okay. and I can check them off. Okay. Once they're done, great, they're done. Yeah. And it might be send this person such and such a program, right? Or okay. write three programs for this person, this person, and this person. Yeah. And then it could well be, right, I've got to write this um, whatever document for the next course coming up. Yeah. Um, all the students from this course need an email to yeah. say, you know, what to bring on the first day. Yeah. Whatever. And those things will be on my list and yeah. I can go, right, sweet, I'm going to do this now, spend the next 10 minutes on that, check, that one's done. Yeah. I can forget it and it's yeah. productive. It feels good yeah. to tick stuff off a list. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just kind of mindlessly wandering through and yeah. I think that really works. For me, it definitely works. Yeah, I think your, your head, is, if your head is so full with all these things that you've got to do, it can often be like, you got so much to do, so you you kind of take a step back and backwards. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know which one to do first. Yeah, you're juggling. And I was um, told one of my clients, real successful guy, and he said, "You need to close loops. There's yeah. too many open-ended loops." And he said, "If you can close a loop, you can put it to the side and you can move on." And Makes and, sense. and it, yeah, you just kind of like there's too much. If there's too much open-endedness, yeah, it often it's like, well, which one do I go to? So I think yeah, yeah just closing those loops. Listing them in order of importance. Mm -hmm. So if you close five leaps and there was a couple more that they were less important, then you've done all right. So let me ask you, which ones of your clients are the most important? <laughs> well. <laughs> Tell me off air. Yeah. <laughs> so and I think that it's real valid though. Yeah. But I always find as well, when I've, when I've finished you know, whatever I need to do for a period of time, and I can step back, I might go for a walk, or I do whatever it might be, a training, that's when my mind starts whirring on creative new stuff yeah. and you know, I might be like I'm driving to a venue to do some courses or whatever yeah. and that's when I've got like four or five things I've got to make mental notes of because yeah. okay that's a really good idea I need to follow up with that person yeah. or I need to check in with this person to see if I could 
you know, use their venue for a day or whatever yeah. it might be. And these are the things that pop into my head when I don't have so much whirring around in my head. Yeah, so even just true. clearing your head onto a page and saying, right, I've done that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've, I can at least focus on that this afternoon. Yeah. Now let me, uh, my head's clear now to yeah. start working again. Um, yeah. I think that's it brings us on actually because it says the next question we've got on there is how do you fit it all in <laughs> now I'm pretty sure this one's from your girlfriend yes yeah yeah um, so I'm not sure if this is double edged <laughs> uh, as if you don't fit it in <laughs> or if she's asking you like you see you doing all this stuff how on earth do you manage it all yeah because when you sit down and you you take a step back and you go well you know it's you've got you know I manage you know PT business mm-hmm. and then we have education going on now which I'm I'm always still trying to kind of make sure that I'm progressing and, and can be in the best shape it could be there and then you know you've got the fundraising for Kilimanjaro we're yeah. getting ready for that and then also running my the under eights football team the kids football team yeah, yeah. and you get the guys and you go that's been a busy week so I think for me it comes back to that making sure that you, you plan in, in advance and you know exactly what you've come in and when so th- I would hate to ever get to the point I think if I ever got to the point where I was you know like turning up and I was unprepared for sessions yes. and I was, I'd, I'd have to be like listen this is enough like I can't you can't get to a point where you're so busy that your the, the quality of your your services suffers suffer yeah, yeah. so I think that is a good question don't know. No, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think you're absolutely right. You prioritise things and, and you try and figure out exactly when you're going to fit all this stuff in. Yeah. And there are some things, and I think most of us had to do it, where you go, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, Sacrifices unfortunately, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, I think the balance has to be struck. Like, so, you know, it might be, well, I can't do... Um, you know, whatever, I can't go to football that day or yeah. whatever it might be if, yeah, yeah. you know, you want to go watch Swindon play yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I can't do that that day and that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. but if it means, if you're then looking at it going, okay, I can't do that that day. However, if I current, my, my current trend carries on, I can't do that all season and that's important to you. Yeah. yeah. Then you need to try and figure out how yeah. you're going to progress with it. And do you need to, you know, cut this down and cut that down or try and figure yeah. another way of looking at things because yeah. it is important. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've always found like if your home life is all set and yeah. you're comfortable and happy and everything's lovely, then it means you've got a platform of which to bounce off of. Yeah. So you can then quite happily go home and know that, well, I've got the freedom to do what I need yeah. to do. And if, if you're not keeping that side of your life happy yeah. and you're not, you know, and I don't just mean your, your girlfriend. I mean, yeah. if you're not keeping, if you're not ever seeing family, if you're not ever going out for a drink with your friends or whatever it might be, yeah. you're going to feel unfulfilled yeah. and you're probably going to start resenting all the work you do have to do. Yeah. So, you know, you do need to check those yeah. boxes as well because it allows you to I then think, yeah, you know, progress. I think that's so easy because you're, you're the same. Because we love what we do, yeah. we'll do it every hour of the day. Yes. So it's like, I'll do that. But what I do love is the, the diversity that I have. Yeah. You know, with, with what I do in terms of... In, even from going from coaching adults in the day to coaching the kids in the evening. Yeah. And coaching from someone, you know, my athletes who are going... They, they go to the World Champion, uh, European Championships next week. Yeah. To then go into the... Um, the rec and coaching 11 8 year olds on a yeah, Friday yeah. night how to pass the ball better yeah. it's so diverse but I, that's, I think that's why I love it as much as I do because you've got a, I think if you can create diversity the sustainability of what you can do lasts a lot longer yeah, I'd agree with that. Constantly punching the exact yeah. same thing all same the time. Same like, education, but then you're going to do techno gym, or yeah. it might be something different like that. Yeah. Or then you've got Luke and, and um, Craig and, and Nathan and those guys. Yeah. Again, high level, but so different in yeah. what their needs are. Yeah, and I said this to someone recently. Even like Luke and Craig, if you put them in a separate like category as fight clients, like they're yeah. fighters. Even between those two, the sessions are very different, and their mentalities are different, and their yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're, it's a very different environment when I'm training Luke to when I'm training Craig. Yeah. Completely different because they each need different things. Yeah. They each have different focuses. It's, so it's a very, um, it's a real diverse world even within those different subcategories. Yeah. So it's, but it's cool. I think you're absolutely right. That helps to keep you focused. But it's, um, hopefully that answer is fitting it all in. Um, yeah. it's, it's, I think schedule is really schedule. important to me. And scheduling time off yeah. is also important. Yeah. Um, what so I do yeah. now is I look at where I am and how my diary looks right now and then I look at 
where do I want it to be? Yeah. In that might be in a month, that might be in two. And I've done this three or four times where I've gone, right, this is my diary, and I've written out, I've got my whiteboard, and I look at it, and I look at it right now, and I go, how would I like that to look? Like, would I like it, am I happy with it right now, or is there anything that I can change? Like, would I like to change that? And then slowly but surely, I just try and just shift things around a little bit yeah. to make that happen. And it does happen, and it, and then you progress it again, yeah, and yeah. then you the next time it's a little bit different, a little bit more, until you create this lifestyle balance where you're happy that you're you know you're achieving, you're successful, you're making enough to pay the bills and be happy, etc. But also you've got that little bit of time because time's precious and you don't get that back. Yeah. So I think that's important. So I really I I really believe that I, I inflict that on my clients now as well is making sure that you you where are you right now, but where do you want to go? Mm. And as soon as you know where you is, is how do you, how are you ever going to get anywhere unless you know where you want to go? True. You can't. It won't just happen. No. And I've, <laughs> no. I've discovered this the hard way. It won't just fall into place, and you'll be working like four hours a day, and it will be the ones that you want to work. Yeah, yeah. Unless you see it, you have the vision, and you, you do something towards making it happen. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Number one tip for what? what was oh, that was one? number one tip for starting on a fitness journey, or, or just starting. Just start, like just starting. Yeah, yeah, just start. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. right? I would say that's the key. Is is you need to just take your first step. Because so, there's another one on there actually. I put it down there, but it's do you have to be fit to get to then start training? Because this is a question I, I and I hear this a lot. Is I really I'm thinking about doing some training, like with with a trainer oh, right, yeah, or, with or going sessions. to a class. Yeah. I'm thinking about going to a class, but I want to get fit first. Yeah, well, that's the idea of the class. Yeah, and I think it's just I get it because the gym can be an intimidating setting. Everyone already looks like they know, they know what they're doing. Everyone already looks fit. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. I wouldn't walk into a bank and know how to operate that job or yeah, go into yeah. even a supermarket and, and know and understand the processes or, or how to do that job yeah. but people walk into the gym and they expect to know what to do yeah. and they expect to know how to make themselves fit and achieve what they want to achieve and we train for this this is how we know it it's easy to us because we know what yeah. to do but for people walking in it's not so I think seek that advice early on um, you know there's trainers in every setting that will be able to help you at least start you on a journey and give you a process as to what the best and, and, and the best class might be or the best, here's a program. Yeah, take for where it, you are right yeah, now. Yeah, because you can say, I'm going to get fit first, but you might be trying to do something that you were doing five years ago, <laughs> yeah. which you're not ready for. Yeah. So I think I'd like to really kind of say to people, you don't have to be fit to get a trainer or to, to start a class. Just start, yeah. like we said. We might be able to take off 75% of yeah. that getting fit time. Yeah. Right? So yeah. the time it takes you to do it on your own where you're muddling through and maybe not being efficient mm. with your training, that we might be able to take a lot of that time off yeah. of that yeah. for you. Yeah. So it makes it easier for you to get fit in the first sure. place. And the other thing, you know, looking at how um, at your best tips to start in training, I the two things really go and speak to a pro, like regardless whether it's, you know, one of us yeah. or um, an instructor in a class or someone walking the gym floor or something yeah. go and speak to someone that knows what they're doing see if they can put your plan together or yeah. start you off yeah. but he's a bit, the big thing is, is making that step now, that step might just be going and having a conversation with a membership team at the local gym yeah. or it could be taking your first little run outside it might be a walk run walk run walk run yeah. whatever yeah. just start doing something yeah. and that will create a habit mm. as soon as you've created a habit you'll have this kind of void in the day if you haven't trained for the last three days, you go, I yeah. need to do something. I've got some energy to expend. Yeah. Great. That yeah. means that you're on your journey. Yes. You know what I mean? So start doing something. It might be that you haven't you know, played sports for years and you want to get back into that. Yeah. You've just got to kind of start. Start yeah. doing something. Yeah. And that's the best way to begin any sort of program is just to take stock of where you want to be and just start doing something. For sure. Um, and, and make it fun. It doesn't have to be um, slogging on the treadmill if you don't like the treadmill yeah. you don't like running don't yeah. run do yeah. something else like, exactly. it doesn't make sense that's the thing and I think that's what worries me is because people say I, th I need to be fit first but the amount of people that I've, time I've met people and I've said oh, we've had a chat and then we've gone to go towards just to get warmed up yeah and I'm, let's say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on a treadmill just to warm yeah, you yeah. up I'm just going to get you walking but as soon as we go to approach those treadmills I don't like running yeah that's cool yeah 
I'm not a massive fan of running either. Yeah. Like, I'll run, but, I, you know, it's not my chosen sport or, or whatever. But I think there's such a preconceived idea that I'm going to go and we're going to put you on a treadmill and we're going to make you run. And for an hour. Even though you're not ready for that. Yeah. Like, a lot of people aren't. No. So, no. I think it's... A lot of people um, don't, don't run well. It's like, you know, it yeah, happens. Yeah. You exactly. know, it's... it's that is what it is. So yeah. it's, there's loads of ways. And that's why there's not just a big room full of treadmills. Yes. There's loads of stuff in that gym you can <laughs> yeah. use, right? So yeah. it's, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a good, good point. Just get started doing something. Um, this is a great one. I love this one. And uh, it's, it's a fairly quick answer for me. Yeah. Um, it's your favorite podcast. Now, if I'm going to put in brackets an S after that for favorite podcasts, yes. then I'm going to list three. Mm-hmm. Um, well, three with the subcategories on one of them because he does a load of different ones so Joe Rogan is my number one yeah like absolute number one podcast I think it's a lot of people's number one podcast I think he gets about 30 million downloads a month yeah um but he's my absolute favorite so if he could if you could only listen to one person forever that would be the person for me so diverse the people he has on like he's had on well I'm not gonna be able to list them all there's 1200 podcasts (laughs) and they're all about three hours long (laughs) but he does People that don't know, Joe Rogan Experience, he's, um, he's a, a UFC's primary commentator, has been for about 20 years. Mm. Um, he is one of the world's best stand-up comics, um, and he's got the most successful podcast on the planet. Mm. Um, and he just, he covers so much stuff. He's really inspirational. Uh, it gets me fired up to, to whether it's training or focusing on business or whatever it might be. Um, but he has people from ranging from high-level doctors politicians all the way through to um mma fighters he's got kanye west coming on there soon yeah. it probably that'll be on there since you know since when this podcast out yeah um so it is just and he can talk to literally anybody yeah and it's three hours of unfiltered conversation and he doesn't hold any punches either like no. if he thinks that you're you know you're not quite accurate he'll call you on it yeah and it's um i think he's the, he's just the best at interview based not really yeah. interview conversational based yeah. podcast I then think that's you, why it works, isn't it? It works because amazingly. it's not really. It doesn't feel like an interview. No. So they kind of chill out. And, and the fact it's unfiltered. Yeah. You know, there's not breaks all the time because people are asking for you know adverts in the middle of it, or there's yeah. not breaks where the producer's saying, "Right, you've got two minutes before you got to move on to the next segment." Yeah. There's no segments. It's wherever it goes. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. So I feel. Um, he doesn't obviously he doesn't know me but yeah. I feel like I know him yeah and I think that's a real key to a good podcast yeah definitely um, the other ones I listen to um, The Fighter and the Kid yeah uh, Brendan Sharp and Brian Callan and Brendan Sharp is one of my absolute favourite people he's amazing yeah um, and he also does um, one on Showtime called uh, Below the Belt where he okay. talks about different types of fight sports yeah. MMA boxing whatever okay. but he's also now he's a, a comic and he's um uh, he's a former UFC fighter. Oh, interesting. He's got a number of different podcasts he does and shows, and he's absolutely brilliant. It's hilarious. I really like listening to him. He's fun. Um, that's the one kind of uh, the way home from work, yeah. where you're not really okay. thinking too much. Yeah, you switch yeah. your head off and laugh, yeah. and it's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then the final one for me, big one, is um, uh, Bill Simmons. So he's he used to be called the Sports Guy on ESPN, um, and he's he used to do the BS Report. Um, okay. obviously a play on words yeah. and uh, now he does a Bill Simmons podcast or BS podcast and he's uh, so he's got his own network of podcasts okay. and he's big on American sports well, okay. so I love I love listening yeah. to him for that reason yeah. he's great uh, he has all sorts of guests Kevin Durant goes on there quite frequently okay. and that's cool to hear yeah. um, so yeah he's one of the best what about what about you? I think I am um, <laughs> do you know what and I obviously got Listen, start listening to Rogan through you, mm. and I do, and it's one that I'll go back to. But it's because it's, you know, he has guests on there that have some serious, serious intellects on. Yeah, you know, health and nutrition is is generally what I use them for because, you know, that's my industry. I'm always looking to progress. I don't think you ever know ever you won't no. you'll know ever know everything Not a right? so it's good but you know he'll he'll have someone like Dr Rhonda Patrick on she's there she's amazing who is talking about you know gut bacteria and um, the link between exercise and anxiety and depression which is we which we see so often yeah. so it's so relatable that you'd be silly as a trainer not to listen and want to know more about yeah. If you think about it she's had six on there with him yeah. that's 18 hours of talking to yeah. to her and she, I don't think she's ever covered the same thing twice. No. It's amazing. And it's all free. Yeah. 
It's all free. It's all there to go and listen to and absorb and use because realistically you're, you're now better in your services as a trainer. Yeah. Or as a person, as a, a human that wants to function well. Yeah. You're now in a better position to make choices. Yeah. So I think that's really important. But then I also love that he had like Elon Musk, the guy <laughs> yeah. that created Tesla and yeah. digging underground tunnels and, and all sorts. And I'm like, this is mad, but yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, I think Rogan, I, I think I'd like to know more about them actually. I think I'd like to explore more. Because what happens is you end up, you know, you find your favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, I'm going to stick with this. But there's so many good ones yeah. now. Um, I'm, a, I'm a massive creature habit with it. Yeah. Like, it always says to me, oh, you should listen to this. I'm, I, I immediately go, I haven't got the time. I yeah. already listened to these ones. <laughs> yeah. so, I've got 16 hours to catch up on. <laughs> it makes me panic. Like, what do you mean I've got to fit another one in? Yeah. So it's not easy. I think there's some good ones now. I think Jesse Ware... I've heard uh, table manners. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, those sorts of ones that are becoming more popular now. Yeah. The little concepts. Yeah. Like there's um I said about Sharp doing a few other ones. He does one called The Sting and the King. Right. So basically this comic came onto to his podcast on a fighter and a kid and said that um, that Brendan Sharp, because he's all cauliflower-eared and he was a f- former fighter, yeah. that he looks like he's been stung by bees. Right. So they called him the sting. Ah. And this dude has got like, like an old school kind of haircut. And uh, and Sharp said that he looked like a, he, he ran a, a colony of rats, so they called it the Sting and the Rat King. So the Sting and the King. And then what they do is they have people come on. They have people send them sorry video clips. Yeah. And uh, they have to sting it or king it. So you say yes or no. Do they like okay, okay. whatever? Do yeah. they like McDonald's or do they like yeah. Burger King or whatever yeah. it might be? Yeah, yeah. Coke or Pepsi, and they've got yeah. to do all these. Okay. And it's funny. It's, it's yeah. again, it's completely mindless. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Jesse wears one. Is like she has. It, her and her mum having a friend over for dinner yeah. and they'll often be like you know whatever some celebrity or whatever yeah. and they cook them dinner and then they talk and yeah. they just record the conversation yeah. and it's so simple you're going to have that conversation anyway yeah. and it enlightens your your day because you've, you, you make the effort to book someone in to come to dinner yeah. because you've got a podcast to run and it, it yeah. enriches your life yeah. because you've got more so people true. and more conversation yeah, yeah. And that's the cool thing. Like one thing Rogan says is, I'd be having these conversations anyway if I could. Yeah. And now I get paid for them. Yeah. So yeah, it's exactly. amazing. Yeah. I agree. And you do learn so much. So yeah. Um, so yeah, podcasts are a massive one for me. Yep. Um, book. book. Favorite book. I am in the minute. I'm in the minute of the world's fittest book. Okay. By Ross Edgley. Right. Okay. So he is the guy who swam swam around. The UK, yep. so he started in Margate, and I think he, he went right the way around. It took about six months, right? Yeah, yeah, 150, <laughs> I think it was 147 days straight, yeah. just six hours sleep, six hours swim. That's crazy. And I think it is crazy, like, that is proper crazy. So it's, um, but inspiring, I was inspired by that, someone else doing something silly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it was really, really inspiring. So, But he did a book, and actually it's, you know, I think you can be a trainer and take great value from it. Yeah. There's a lot. But also, you can be just a, a regular person who enjoys training yeah. and wants to know a little bit more about it and, and still get a lot of value from it. Yeah. I think there's, it's, it's, a really, it's a really good read. But there's some, there's some decent kind of, you know, things that he's, he's done, interesting things that he's been and done and, and gives kind of advice on. But also, He was in St. Lucia at one point, I think. He yeah. tried to swim from the beach at the body holiday yes. to Martinique, yeah. which is, you can see on a clear day, yeah. but it's not close. No. Um, but I think the current, basically, how hard he swam just kept on drifting him yeah. off past Martinique. Yeah, because yeah, he had a 100 kilo log. I think it was, yeah, he was dragging some, yeah, some beam log. or something. Yeah. yeah, on his back. Yeah. So that's a really good one. Um, but other than that, things like business books like The Four Hour Work Week. Yeah, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, he's yeah. really good. He does a podcast too. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen or, well, I haven't heard much of that one, but I know he does one. Um, so The Four Hour Work Week's really, really good. There's a book called Hustle. Um, yeah. that I'm reading at the minute which is really good another business book but yeah, yeah. I recommend it yeah um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head no for me that like those ones are like, four hour body four hour work week all that yeah. stuff is, is valuable um, a lot of the time I'm, if, I'm, if I'm reading I'm trying to 
unless it's like a textbook yeah. or something you know, around, I've got a stack of books on things like strength and conditioning and athletic training and yeah. whatever. But if I'm doing that for recreation, yeah. I like to like to, to read stuff of people that inspire me and that I, I'm a fan of. Yes. Um, so one that I bought fairly recently was a book um, about Kobe Bryant. Okay. And it's it basically is one photographer that was really around his whole career. Right. And it's every... It's like loads and loads of photos of Kobe yeah. in different situations, doing different in different games or whatever, yeah. or with the media. And then it's it's Kobe's own words describing what's going on. Um, and actually, he's he's turned into this almost like um, like wizard type character for NBA players. So they go to him for advice and guidance and oh, okay. training in the off season. And he he had a, there's one picture stuck out. He was defending Michael Jordan, and. Um, he was critiquing his own technique in defending. Right. He was like, I'm way off balance. I'm leaning too far forward over my legs, which means I, if Jordan turns one way or the other, I'm off balance and I can't keep up with him. It was fascinating yeah, right. that he could pick this out of a snapshot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm reading that and that's really interesting because again, it, it gives you a, a little bit of like, turn my head off and just yeah. read something else and someone else that again, if you look at the common theme, for a period of time, arguably, he was the best player on the planet. Yeah. So to learn the mentality of yeah. someone like that is really yeah. valuable in everything, I think. Yeah, I agree. So, <laughs> so yeah, that for me is, yeah. is a good one. The next one on my list is Shoe Dog. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. create Nike. Nike. Yeah. yeah. I've got it. It's on the shelf at home. Just yeah. trying to find the time. So. I've been recommending that too. Yeah. So once I get stuck into that, I'm sure I'd be like, no looking back. That's supposed to be brilliant as well. I've heard it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, just talking about, um, you know, whatever content and of, of uh, just business again. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's business. So yeah. it's, it's, I'm just going to pause there because Danny's phone's going off. So that's not me. Um, Danny's an amateur here with his phone turned on. <laughs> There's nothing. Um, so that's the beauty of this. You can edit that out or not. Yeah. What you like. <laughs> Doesn't make any difference. Um, long-term, short-term planning. There's the next question on our list. Um, so what have we written that was that in relation to? So long-term and short-term planning. That was a question that was asked. And it was, do you have any one month, one year, five-year, ten-year goals? And do you look that far ahead or do you focus on the short-term right here, right now and kind of go from there? So um, great Great question, to be fair, because I think it's important to have those long-term visions and then long-term, where do I see myself? Where do we see ourselves? What do we, you know... I don't think, personally for me, I don't think you can do it all on your own. No. You know, I don't think no, I want I to either. You know, I don't want to be this lone ranger that no. does everything by myself <laughs> no. forever. So you see that growing and, and obviously... You know, T2's grown incredibly over the last seven years. Yeah, seven yeah. years. Yeah, we're just over seven years old. I think, you know, it's weird because I say, obviously, goal setting and planning is super important. Yeah. And it really is. Um, but at the same time, if I was to say what I wanted to achieve with T2 at the time and what it's doing now, it's, it's probably very different paths. Yeah. So I didn't set out and goal set um, doing courses abroad or... Okay you know whatever I didn't I didn't set that in my goals yeah. and yet when the opportunities became a bit more um, feasible yeah then I went for them yeah so I, I don't think it's necessarily um, you know that it, it, you, know, you have to goal set every single thing or plan yeah. that far ahead yeah. um, but certainly have an idea of where you want to be and that and I put it in more loose terms yeah so for me um, working for myself and building T2 was more about being able to run a lifestyle that I wanted to run um, and to be able to, uh, to make the decisions on where the future lies for my business yes. and what I thought was important in the industry. Yeah. That goal's never changed, and yet yeah. that didn't really need to be written down. But the, the, the fact is now all the things we're doing now, like I said, working abroad and so on, yeah. is that's still within that same remit, trying yeah. to increase you know, the value of the industry, trying to make education better yeah. for trainers. Yeah. That's all within that same yeah. remit. So yeah. to a degree, I have planned it, but yeah. not the specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's got that vision. Yeah. I think for me, it's just Short -term's if, important. if I can help and inspire as many people as possible, long-term, happy days. Yeah. Because it means I'll still be in the industry, I'll still be helping people, I'll still be yeah. in it, for the reason that I got into it for, 
and I'll still be enjoying every single day that I go to work. Yes. So long term, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. As simple as it sounds. I have other aspirations. I have big aspirations, but for now, it's about I know what I want to achieve and how I want to get there, and it will be about just taking step by step, just getting there. Yeah, yeah. And um, and focusing on doing the, the basics right. Yeah. And until but, you you, fo- you do that, you're going to struggle. Yeah. I think the cool thing, if you look at it, you go your short term plan is is whatever it is that your immediate ideas are for for building towards your long vision. Yeah. But the long vision to be in it to help people long term is that could come through any number of things that are going to open themselves up to you, whether it's yeah. opening your own gym, whether it's yeah. you know, working on a YouTube channel that reaches more people or whatever yeah. it might yeah. be. Yeah. Those things are, you know, the goal remains yes. to do that. Long and short term planning is how you're going to get to that yeah. point. Um, so I think it's, I think it's valuable to, to brainstorm what you really want to do. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's really, really important to be open to opportunities and not be too set in your focus yeah. to not accept those. Cause yeah, opening those doors has, has been so valuable for me yeah, um, yeah you know in terms of relationships that i've had with friends and whatever it, it's i think it's amazing like mm. what you can do when you're open to opportunity yeah no i agree so, so yeah i think have a have a vision you know like we've talked about is having a plan making sure that you enjoy what you do making sure you're consistent whether it be in business whether it be in training whether it be in like you say life relationships yeah, yeah. I think you have to be to achieve anything you have the most you, you have to be consistent it's the overriding factor you can do something once but you know unless you you put that work in you stay consistent and you do it time and time again it's going to be very difficult for you to see any sort of results yeah, yeah. so overriding I say it all the time and my clients get sick of it <laughs> but you have to be consistent so and I consistently say it yeah. To make sure yeah. that they stay. It. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's relevant. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think we've said it time and again. I, like the reason that that you've had the opportunities you've had, and that I'll all, I always look at it and go, I'll always back someone that shows me they work hard yeah. all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So if you were just this kind of prodigy you know, trainer with you know that just swept through and didn't think about anything and it just happened to be really good at this or that yeah i don't think there's as much value in that as someone that goes right i have to think about my steps and yeah. go and i'm gonna work hard all the time because at some point your luck runs out on those yeah. things but you don't luck into consistent hard work yeah. yeah so i think that i'll always back someone that does that work and yeah. puts that work in someone was asking about it on the course recently about your journey right. and i said well actually weirdly enough this was the course that you stood on your own feet for the first time and did your own first day yeah so you ran a day purely on your own on the course yeah before it's been shadowing and, and teaching bits and whatever and that's always going to come at some point yeah but when you look at it it was it wasn't a million years ago that you were in their shoes yeah so the fact that you i hear it all the time you know i, I hear i want to do this i want to do that i want to do that and then you know, I, whether it's not keeping in touch or whatever, but people will want to train and want to pick your brains and whatever. But you always did it. Yeah. You always like, when are we training the next week? Can I come and watch this? Can I come to that seminar, yeah. that lecture? Can you yeah. recommend this podcast or whatever? Yeah. And that that rings true. You're constantly yeah. working on stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be with me. I'm yeah. not saying that, but it's for yeah. people listening. Keep keep banging the drum. Keep working hard, yeah. and opportunities come up. Sure, That's and key. surround yourself with people that inspire you. Hundred percent. I think if you do that, you're onto a winner. Yeah, absolutely. Surround yourself with successful people that you want to, you know, want to emulate that success. Yeah, that's important. Sure. Um, definitely, and that's inspiring. And you're, what you what you've been doing is inspiring. So, um, Trek for Mind. Um, you know, is 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 up and, and live, ready to go. When you this one's out, you'll be up on that mountain. Yes. Um, hopefully, you won't have gone mad <laughs> yeah. by that point. Yeah. Um, you're running around with your whatever your clothes <laughs> yeah. all over the place or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it is inspiring. What you're doing is 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 fantastic. So, thank you. Um, guys, give it up, Danny Day. Um, thank you for coming in, mate. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Um, I will be listening. There's some very, very good podcasts coming soon. Yes, so, absolutely. So it yeah, looks I'm like within our first it. 20 to 25 episodes, we will have at least three Olympians, yeah, um, which is, bad. I never thought. Yeah. Um, again, you talk about long-term and short-term goal setting. Yeah. The goal was to get the voice of of, of whatever the business's ethos is yeah. out there and people understand what we're doing and get to know us a bit better. Yeah. Um, what better way than, than that? Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, they'll be out soon.